I mean, I'm not. I'm not tired. I've had enough caffeine to uh, power through. But yeah. Oh my God! Both both your hosts are old men today. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Yowie Shelf. Yo Yo ho. I have a name. Look! Look at my! Look at my! <laughs> oh my God! You're such a dork. But I know. I know. But you're you're my dork. You're my partner yes. that I chose. You chose me. I you did. Not, you I don't did get to you. say it. I do <laughs> wanted me for whatever reason. Uh, I don't uh, understand. Uh, again, welcome to the show. Thank you all so much. We have a bunch of new listeners and new subscribers. Wow, thank After you. Our last episode, hello, welcome. Uh, I am so glad that you guys are all here. And I'm excited to kick off March by talking about something that we have been discussing uh, in person, well, not in person, over over text and video-based communications. In person, yes. In person. Uh, pretty much since Corolla joined the show. And something that, as times have changed, has necessitated a return to form. Which is why I'm wearing my smokiest of smoky eye, like, it was, like I was when I was back in high school. <laughs> Uh, the only difference is that this isn't Sharpie. You use... Oh. I didn't say I was a smart child. I mean, Sharpie is better than, like, permanent markers? Sharpie is permanent marker. Oh, okay. No, okay. Then they are not the same as the ones we have here. Crow is trying so hard <laughs> to protect 14, 15-year-old yeah. me. And it's like, nope. There's... No. Uh, so, I used to do my nails with permanent marker because all all emo scene kids had the same. Brain. But I w I was neither of those. Okay. Actually, when I used to do that, I looked incredibly plain. Like I looked, I was blonde and everything. Like we're that just, was before this happened. You just mall cosplaying mellow twenty four seven. I don't know what was happening. <laughs> you just. Yes, yes. Oh. Actually, that was uh... now. I'm wearing my pirate hat. That's lovely. And um, my I... favorite shirt, which I realize actually does have a pirate theme. Oh, lovely! Uh, so, welcome to the show. We're here to talk about piracy and monopolies, <laughs> and this is a topic that we have covered in the previous show. And at the end of that episode, you know, we we were able to kind of acknowledge, hey. You know, it's the year of our Lord, 2020-something. There's really no need to pirate anymore. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that aged like milk. It did. And I think it's also very reflective of the other host that we had, who was very much, you know, big on partnerships with large companies and stuff like that. So we were never going to have any, like, radical takes on piracy back in those days. We don't have that anymore. <laughs> oh my god. You're so, so shady. You, you sound so incredibly shady. Well, no, but like, like, literally, that was like a barrier to that conversation. It was never going to be anything that doesn't reinforce the status quo because she was a part of the status quo. Like, that's just basic, you know, Marxist discussion. Like, I, like it's not even trying to be shady. It's just, that's just how it was. Um, but we don't have that limitation anymore. So we're going to talk about piracy, warts and all. 
uh, particularly through the BL fan lens, because especially as BL fans, we've had to shack up to piracy pretty much from Jump Street, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, we've, we've always had to have a very intimate relationship with piracy mm-hmm. because of the nature of the content that we ingest and that we bring forward. So we're going to talk about piracy. We're going to talk about some of the reasons why, especially for us BL fans, and especially for those of us that are older BL fans, that piracy was a necessary part of our daily experience. <laughs> yeah, and emphasis on daily. Like, <laughs> yeah, emphasis on. It. Yeah, yeah. This was not a, a one and done, a grand expedition, and you come back with a boatload full of ill-gotten boys' love. <laughs> We it were. was a continuous, continuous voyage that just yes. that very often ended in uh, nothing. Getting a virus on your family computer. I never got a virus on the family computer. However, uh, it it did often end with you know aborted missions because yes. direct downloads will just die on you. And yes. remember limitations like daily limits. Oh that was God. a thing. Daily limits were a thing. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, okay. This is gonna be an episode where both of us feel every bit of our age. Uh Corolla, what are these videos? Uh very, very demonetized because uh, yeah, we are not in favor of the YouTube gods. We are not. <laughs> uh you can help us by joining our Patreon, uh patreon.com slash the Yowie Shelf. Uh we greatly appreciate our patrons. They allow us to keep the metaphorical and at times physical lights on. Uh, New merch is in the works. I have been going through it, but I'm feeling better. I put my face on. I'm feeling a little bit better. So new merch coming to patrons soon, as well as to the main shop. Uh, But let's get down to talk about piracy. Yar. (laughs) Yar. Yar. Oh my god! Just the two, the two oldest, <laughs> just doing our best, Fujins out here. We're gonna talk about piracy. You know, I just wanna preface this whole conversation, but yes. by saying something that we all already know, I just wanna put it out there. Yes, I love physical media. Yes, and I will buy what I can. Yes, but. You're jumping, there you're is, jumping the shark. Yeah, but there's a huge butt. Yeah, which is why there's, we're there's, here. There's a huge <laughs> butt, which is why we're talking about this. Uh let's start by uh, you know, now that we're here aboard the SS Gaslight Ooh. and we are your captains on this journey. <laughs> what is piracy in this instance? And not like historical piracy. You want the dictionary definition? <laughs> Ooh. My Do microphone does not want. Wait, I just want to look it up. I want to see. Okay. I'm gonna look it up on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> it's gonna be we'll never be stopped. It says okay. Okay. Uh, the best thing that ever happened to the music software industry. Okay. Uh, no, that's not. No, it, it. What? 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 It is when we're talking about it, especially in this sense, is. Yes. Uh, the distribution and mm. downloading of mm-hmm. media 
illegally through various mm-hmm. means on the internet, not paying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just... Or not paying the direct distribution. Yeah, exactly. Because back in ye olden days, sometimes we did pay, mm-hmm. but it was never, it wasn't paying Juna. It wasn't paying DMP. It wasn't paying no. the company. It was paying some guy in a parking lot. Yeah, or like paying some some file hosting site so yes. you could have a premium subscription so you could download yeah. bigger files because there wasn't anywhere you could pay to to get you know to get the material. Right. So yeah it right. was or like uh, site we talked about a bunch like Gendo. Mm. Where Gendo, we paid to keep up hosting. Most of those songs were torrented. Mm. Like, at first, it was genuinely, like, the collection of one guy who had a bunch of that media because he had traveled. But as the site grew on, a lot of that stuff was just torrented, and then we downloaded it again. Mm. So, I mean, I I gave Gendo money because I knew it was expensive to keep the lights on, and I was a mod for years. And after a certain point, they started, like, poking all of us with sticks. Like, hey, give us money. Yeah, I also gave Gendo money. I've also donated to uh you know other sites like mm-hmm. like drama sites that that yeah. hosted torrents for say you know uh, j dramas for instance yes you know because you could donate and then you got you you got uh what do you call it like because you have like um oh my god you have like a balance right and you can yeah. only you have to share back but you would get a bigger yes like you would get a bigger score if you also donated, so you could download yes. more without fearing to be kicked out. And it was a thing. Like this, it was, it was. And in hindsight, it feels like extortion. Like in hindsight, <laughs> that's very sketchy. But no, but know, yes. Yeah. But like I said, I I always felt like in the events where I did donate, that I mean, I would have bought this legally if I could. But there's nowhere to do it. I might as well pay these people who are hosting the site so that the site doesn't go missing so that I will still have access to these materials. Like, But, you know, for, for the long and short of it, piracy is exactly that. It's the illegal um, getting of materials that is held by a copyright, usually by mm-hmm. someone or somewhere else. Um, the U.S., had some absolutely insane ads like back and like I can hear the music. I yeah. can hear the you wouldn't, you wouldn't download a car, would Listen, you? It's like yes. If I could download yeah. <laughs> excuse me, do you know what a car costs? Right. Like I've I've never understood those ads because like they're made by the people that are supposed to be incensed by it, which were like our parents. And, like, to them, it's like, oh, of course not. I'd, I'd go down to the dealership and spend a, <laughs> a whole $10 on a, on a motor vehicle. But. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and then in that ad, you know that person yeah. who's, like, climbing out the window and running away with the TV? Yes! Those are not the same things. Those are not the same That things. is not the same. Those are not the same. And, like, yeah, it's like, you wouldn't download a car. Yeah, I would. And today, like, imagine, though, because now we have 3D printers. You can download a car. Let's download a car. Like, Download a car. Let's get a Yowie mobile. <laughs> <laughs> to go with the SS Gaslight. Is the SS Gaslight a ferry? Can it fit a car? Can it fit the Yowie mobile? 
we okay so <laughs> we have to evolve the ss gaslight it has to now hold a vehicle yeah okay okay this is what your patreon money does <laughs> it is not just a, a, a banana boat it is it is, a, it is no okay. longer just a banana boat but piracy was and i want to emphasize this you know i know most of our listeners are our age or even a little bit older but for you in this microphone today i know it's because it's it's in a very awkward position you today in this microphone um <laughs> but for some I'm of our younger fans who you know grew up after us not in the trenches not not in the trenches where you could just go to a crunchy roll and that's a legal website you know you could go to r.i.p funimation you could go to you know your hulus your netflixes your your anything you can, you can get a simulcasted experience you know but, simulcasts are still science fiction to me it still sounds i, I don't understand yeah i don't know how you do it um we didn't have those luxuries if you know, one of the things that we always talk about is like there was no casual fan experience back in those days because there wasn't. If you missed an episode of Inuyasha on Toonami, you have to wait for that episode to come back around. You're, yeah, you're not, you just have to wait for it. Yeah, you're not catching that again. Or if you were like me, I would stay up for the second run. So there was like oh. one main run and then there was like the Pacific time run. I would mm. just, if I missed like the 11, that means I have to stay up to like two. Oh, yeah, because we didn't have that, obviously. Yes. So, but, but what we had was, and I talked about this before, we would also get the Swedish channels. Yes. So the we would have, and we didn't have a lot, right? So like the mm -hmm. Norwegian channel, uh, TV2 showed Pokemon. And mm -hmm. then there was the Swedish channel that also showed Pokemon. And they also had Sailor Moon. Mm -hmm. And they were never on the same, like, they were never at the same point in the seasons. Mm -hmm. So... You could always, if you missed one on the, you know, one of the nation's channels, you could go and watch the other one. It was kind of like a, but Sweden was usually before us. Mm -hmm. And then my cousin, they had a satellite dish, so they got German channels. <gasps> and I remember he was telling me about, like, because he was watching Pokemon in German. He didn't mm -hmm. understand German. That's not the point. But he was watching it in German, and he would come to me, and he was like, oh, yeah, and... And Misty's got this egg, you know? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? What egg? Because they were like two two seasons ahead. And it was very strange. So we would have to just like hope that whatever episode we missed would be on mm -hmm. another country's channel. Like that was my experience. Right. And we'll talk a little bit more about those limitations. Because like, even in those early days as an American fan, we were still remarkably privileged. And I never want to uh, diminish that. Like even... At our like quote unquote lowest points, <laughs> we were still leaps and bounds ahead. You don't um, know what I went through. <laughs> yeah, so, piracy was this very necessary way to really keep up with fandom, and especially if you were a BL fan. Mm. While we had plenty of manga resources, you know, we had our stores and stuff like that. We if didn't. you wanted, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But we had a lot of limitations, even to our stores. Oftentimes, we'd get a volume one, and then the rest of the volumes would disappear. Yeah, or we'd get a, we'd get three out of four volumes. We got that a lot. We would get a lot of that. Like we'll get like out of a four, we'll get one and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then those last two were just never coming. Like, and then yes, 
Yeah, like I was reading Mars, you know, the shoujo. I love Mars. Oh, it is beautiful. I read Mars. I read Mars. And, and I was collecting it and volume eight never came in. And I owned, so I owned all the volumes except number eight. So I, I didn't mm-hmm. read, I didn't get to finish Mars until a few years ago when my friend got me volume eight <laughs> on the internet. I was like, oh my God. And I finally got to finish it because they wouldn't get it. It yeah. didn't exist. Yeah. And that happens for a myriad of reasons. It's a licensing issue. That's uh, companies assume that audiences aren't interested in this because especially back then, the in, a, in the BL space particularly, the idea of what was popular, I don't know what magic eight ball those companies were using back in those days <laughs> to decide what was popular and what wasn't popular. Because... It felt like no matter how much you bought, it was never enough. And that was, especially back then, you know, we're talking like early 2000s. We were still the niche's niche. Mm -hmm. So it felt almost like an angry god. But like, (laughs) no matter how much money you spent. And like, I'm over here, you know, my little allowance, my little part-time job, spending what I can on BL, you know, of course, totally within the age restrictions and limitations of course i did i would i would never ever lie my way into getting 18 plus material when i was 16 years old um i I mean it wasn't like there was so much to choose from there wasn't no there wasn't so there already wasn't a lot to choose from and then you know you're already talking about like really an, an economically disenfranchised group Mm-hmm. That it just it felt like no matter how much we bought, it was never enough. <laughs> yeah. So, and yes. I I think I think there's also when they licensed and mm-hmm. and printed like they would print a limited number of volumes, especially mm-hmm. for these lesser known, uh, lesser like less in demand series like BLs. Mm-hmm. So there would be a limited number of volumes. And so each store will like order a certain amount and they mm-hmm. probably won't be able to order in. Like if it sells out, it sells out. Like that mm-hmm. was, at least that was my experience that they wouldn't, they could try to, you know, source it right. from from their distributor. But a lot of the times they just couldn't get it because there right. were no more volumes to get because they didn't print enough. Right. So if you wanted, you know, the second volume of jazz. <laughs> yes. Uh, Cackles in finally owns all four volumes of jazz. <laughs> I have all four volumes of jazz. I think I'm missing. I'm missing yellow. Yeah, I have. I have all of those. I have one. I can't remember the title. Passion. Uh, okay. And I was missing, I think, volume two or three of Passion in s- for so many years. I have them all now, but I still haven't read them because I'm so used to missing one. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, wait, I can read them now. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still missing the last volume of Yellow. Oh, that and, like, hurts. Keep in mind, again, we've been collecting now for, like, what, 20 years? Yeah. Like, and there's still <laughs> titles we're missing. There's, like, this whole... Like in the shelf, like someone literally. If me, I go take a picture of my Yaoi shelf, there's a hole yeah. where yellow is supposed to go. And uh, I will be complaining. There's no more room in my shelf, and someone will be like, "Well, there's room right there." No, you don't understand. That one. That, <laughs> that hole that, is for this. That hole is for that missing volume. It has but, to. Yeah. You know, 
it would just if so if you didn't if you couldn't find again it was always those like it was always those like second third fourth volumes it was all it religiously it was those so if you read volume one well no we always got only the ring finger nose there was more (laughs) only the ring finger nose than the christian bible there was only the ring finger nose and gaku in heaven out the fucking ass i genuinely thought there was only one volume of just the ring finger like only the ring finger nose because that was the only one they ever had they had volume one thousand (laughs) just a million and five volumes of only the ring finger knows and so you reach this point where you know especially in early fandom you know most of us are in our teens we shouldn't even be owning this um some of us don't have jobs i didn't have a job i had a part-time job i was working on hot topic (laughs) that song comes to mind i can tell that you work at hot topic no (laughs) i wish I wish I worked at Hot Topic. We didn't. We didn't have Hot Topic. We had nothing. My first day at Hot Topic, our shipment was a bunch of bras and panties, some CDs, and a bunch of like ironic T-shirts that said "All you nonconformists look exactly the same," and that has stuck with me since I was a teenager. <laughs> You'd be nonconformist too if you look just like me. The um, evil song, everyone. Okay, I am yeah. like, leave me alone. We're so, oh my god. We're... <laughs> also, we had mall walkers, like people that, like old people that would like walk the mall for exercise in the morning before all the stores open. Uh, so I'm just in the back. We're blaring like metal music and just like unboxing bras and panties. And all these old people were just like, s- like look in, just like heathen. <laughs> Just deviants and heathens. Oh, like I'm one of the youngest people there. All my bosses are like significantly older than me, and we're just sitting there like with like all these like bras and panties and like screamo emo music playing in the background, and they're just like, "This is this one's going to hell." Sorry, we've we've lost we've lost this soul. This one's going to straight to hell. Um, <laughs> oh my god! But we needed piracy. There was no other option if you wanted to stay on top of things. We just we just did not have access the way that we do now to BL to BL subscriptions to legal means of getting this stuff. I mean, one of the only ways that I remember being able to get a lot of BL was Borders because back then Barnes and Nobles decided that they had morals and they wouldn't sell eighteen plus material. Um, <laughs> they would never they they could never survive that in these spicy book talk times. Well, I mean, they still sold, like, Playboy and shit. Like, I remember, like, thinking, like, this is really just... It was, like, the earliest times that I was like, this is just a discrimination, right? Because <laughs> it's, like, it's not like they didn't sell, like, Playboy and other, like, forms of nudity and sex. They just didn't sell BL. And it's like, this is... You guys just don't want Fujo money. Yeah. Which, weird. But... If you wanted to keep up, we had the convention scene, but even then, a lot of those titles are prohibitively expensive at conventions. Mm. Convention markup in the U.S. is notorious. So even if you found the guy who, you know, in the back of his pickup truck had <laughs> yellow volume four, you were going to spend $30 on that volume. This is so wild to me. Listen. You know, 
Like, no, but, like, we had, and again, I have said this so many times, we have, we have, actually, we had two comic book stores. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them went under mm-hmm. uh, in the early 2000s. They, but they, they had manga, and then Outland, which is the bigger one, which is a chain that still exists, uh, they had manga. And mm-hmm. Outland had more manga than Avalon. So, mm-hmm. but, like, even then, like, the BL they had, you know, like, they had, they had gravitation, but not mm-hmm. all the volumes. Like mm-hmm. it was never the full series. They had fake, but they had like it was like volume one, volume <laughs> volume four, volume six. Yes. Like it was never the and also I was never interested in fake as a kid because I didn't like the style. They looked too grown up for me. I didn't, you know, I, I like twigs. Uh having read fake now, you know, mm-hmm. I, I have a different appreciation for it as an adult. Uh, you know, but that was it. They had gravitation, they had fake. Uh, and they had Airy Query, like those. Those, oh God, those were the Query. ones. Oh, Airy Query! I think Airy Query might be the first, uh, the first English translated um, BL that I bought. And then, of course, we got, and then we got Loveless, and we got, um, you know. I remember when the Juno print came and I was like, oh my God, they're selling actual Yahweh labeled Yahweh. But that was in 2007. Right. So like there was never, it was always uneven as far as distribution goes. It was always overpriced. Some of these things were really inaccessible. And yeah, if you wanted that odd numbered, you know, volume, if you had one, three and seven, (laughs) And we How did. We, we did. We did. We just figured it out. We just we just bought them. And 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 we would have like I would have like friends who would like just buy me random manga volumes. They'd be like, you know, and you'd always have those people in your life who weren't into it. So they just figured it's not, you know, we'll just give them these. And it's like volume seven and eight of a series. Yes. That you never like you don't have the first six volumes. Yes. And I'm like, do you not understand that this is like mid-series? And I still have like random volumes that people gifted me of series I will probably never, never read. Right. But you needed to pirate. You didn't have a choice. There was really no other supplemental way to survive, especially BL fandom mm-hmm. without piracy. Because also we weren't getting like, we weren't getting anime back then. We weren't getting... Yeah. You weren't getting Aino Kusabi legally. No, like I was about DVD to say, anywhere. like we've covered the manga bit, but like yeah. animated, like and and you know and you know we talk about this a lot, like children today. Um, yes. Did you see my freak out recently on Twitter because some child called number six the OGBL number six? Which, first of all, isn't a BL. It just yeah. happens to have gay characters. Second, yes. came out in 2011. If number six is the OG BL. I, 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 what were we doing? Were we just like, <laughs> okay, we're just like Gnostics? So we're just making up our own Bible? Listen, and- I did not have to suffer through Bokemo sexual harassment for you to tell me. <laughs> Also, me bringing up I know Kusabi in yeah. the year of World War twenty twenty four. That should tell you. But yeah, no, but exactly, and 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 
I what where was I? No, because kids today, right? I have talked to kids today and I say kids today, like younger people. Yes. Who are like, I mean, obviously the people who know that BL is more than just Thai live action series, because that's a whole new generation who doesn't realize that anime exists and they think BL was invented in live action. That is not how it works. Um, but they will be like, you know, they will be upset because they've watched everything like you know they've seen um they've seen given they've seen number six they've seen mm-hmm. you know all of these newer shows they haven't seen the old ones and mm-hmm. then they're coming to me and asking me because they know i'm an expert on this <laughs> they're like <laughs> can you recommend me any other bl and i'm like sweetheart you've seen them all there aren't really that many so now oh. let's go back 20 years we're in 2006 there aren't a lot. Like, there's Aino Kusabi, which is like two episodes. Like, everything is an over. Everything, everything is like OVA. maximum three episodes. Like, there yep. are two episodes. It's Aino Kusabi, Boku no Sexual Harassment, Haru wa Daitita. Yep. Um, and then, of course, since the pornograph came out, that is since one episode. Since and the pornograph did come out. My my love. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and then it's like... Um, Close the last door. Okanaganai. Yep. Okanaganai had like four episodes, but they were so hard to get. And so, like, we couldn't just go to a store and get these on DVD. No. Now we did have places like Fye where you could get some. It was in like the porn section next to all like the weird Goku Sailor Moon hentai. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, is this like okay? This, this is a. This is a real thing. Girl. So it's like it's like fan made. Yes. What the frick? Girl, I can't help you. <laughs> like you guys were. Uh, I don't. I can't decide whether that is like being ahead of the times or not. That's, that's, like, Ameri- that's American fandom in a nutshell. Is like <laughs> I can't tell if this is transgressive or just awful. Yeah, because like now you know you'll have those. You know all of those people who like make. They animate, you know, like, you know, there's that infamous uh, clip with Tifa from Final Fantasy VII, and, like, there are all of these. Like, now people make those, but I didn't realize that they were actually being not only made, but, like, distributed in stores uh, back then. Because, you know, didn't happen here, so we didn't have anything. Yeah. (laughs) You don't know what I've seen. No, and I think I'm glad for it. I think the the first time I saw... Like, we were watching, um, we were, my boyfriend at the time, we were, like, 13, and we, and he was celebrating his birthday, and um, he had gotten, I think it was either Ninja Scroll or Ninja Resurrection on VHS, <laughs> and I think, I which one, I think Ninja Resurrection is the second one, so I think that was the one, so we, <laughs> had, we hadn't watched the first one. And, you know, someone had given it to him because they knew he'd like, like, ninjas and things. And we just popped it into the VCR. And, you know, it, it's all this blood. And then all of a sudden, there's this incredibly graphic sex scene, which I'm pretty sure is non-consensual. And we're just, like, sitting there with our pizza. Like, a whole group of us, like, well, this is... Because there was no control. Because everyone was still like, well, it's animated, so it's for children. Yes. But with that said, the only anime you could get that was pornographic was heterosexual <laughs> there was no bl you couldn't get they weren't being like they weren't being released like that was the thing yeah they like, were not 
released. They, they just weren't. So, like, if you wanted any of that limited discography... <laughs> and listen, you, we were starved. We were starved. And that doesn't even get into the more niche things that are just as important, like drama CDs, like character CDs, like OSTs in general. We just weren't getting that material. You had to pirate. Mm. There was no way on God's green earth that you were getting any of that legally unless you were willing to drop a hundred something dollars at a convention for some guy who bought it, quote unquote, from Japan. And, and if even, you Yes. Even then, you know, there were people who were selling pirated copies. You know, like Yes. You know that was you, a huge problem in the American convention scene is that people would they would sell what they said were dojins and they were just like copy pasted and like clearly printed like at staples. <laughs> yeah. And like I have, um, I was young and stupid. This is when I had my own money. So at this point, you know, I am 18 cause I was allowed to shop on the internet, but I have a box set, mm -hmm. um, a Kyokaromao box set, which mm -hmm. is literally the whole series, which, you know, now that I am an adult and I know how that how they actually release anime box sets, you know, mm -hmm. because it won't be, you know, the full series in one box. It will be the first season or just like the first 12 episodes. Mm -hmm. But this was, you know, stupidly cheap. Mm -hmm. The whole, like the full 78 original episodes in one box in, with Engl English subtitles. Mm -hmm. This, of course, is one of those infamous Malaysia uh, pirate like you know because you could get these Malaysia rips yep. and they were they were sold en masse in these box sets with English yep. subtitles that make no sense like these subs are so funny that it's just <laughs> the least amount of sense and we well, like, I, tr I tried sometimes but that you would still get pirated goods <laughs> right so we've talked about why early fans had to pirate in the 2010s, as these companies started conglomerating, as especially that group of fandom grew up and had more purchasing power, more dollars, it became obvious that it was a good idea to say to these fans. Now, keep in mind, regardless, BL has always been harder to get. Even in today's relative luxury, it is still not easy to get, especially animated bl uh drama cds yeah drama cds we still struggle with immensely now there are more legal ways to get this from overseas which helps out a lot but if you're like me where my japanese isn't that great i need this shit subtitled and if you buy it from japan it is not going to care about yeah. your very very low to mid-understanding of the Japanese language. No, I was actually very surprised when I got my uh, Utsukare box set. Mm -hmm. My second Utsukare box set. Anyway, because they, for once in the life of Japan, they have they have included English subs on oh. the Japanese release, which I was very surprised. Like I, Because I would rely, again, uh, BL doesn't count. Because mm -hmm. BL is, you know, in a seventh circle of hell where nobody distributes it anyway outside of Japan. But I would rely on Hong Kong DVDs because mm -hmm. as long as you can swap region on your PS2, like I have a region swapper, I can, you know, watch whatever from any region. Um, and the Hong Kong DVDs were always subbed in English. And for the most part, 
very good English. Like there would be some random, like strange sentences here and there, but mostly mm. really good. So I would rely on that for a lot of things. But Bial, not gonna happen. Like it just wasn't. It just wasn't happening. Right, and I think like it's one of the reasons why. And like you know, it, there's always like this hilarious angst like older fans have with younger fans. It's like if we had this back in my day, it's like. <laughs> Part of the experience was that we didn't have this. Yeah. Um, it made but, us stronger. <laughs> it made us bitter. I'm not going to say it made us stronger. I, I am not a humanity's stronger soldier, but I'm stronger I'm, than I could have been. I'm also more yeah. bitter than I should okay, I'm also <laughs> more jaded and angry than is necessary. But in the 2010s, as these companies started conglomerating and talking with each other, piracy became less and less necessary and you get things like i remember how much of a game changer like the yuri on ice uh mm. simul uh pub was and i know that Yuri on ice is not bl but it basically is i mean yeah i the distinction is important it is no, it, it is important. but but yeah but but i mean it's the same thing because yeah. and, and we've talked about this in other episodes but these things influence each other right I so do. so it's it is a big deal Right. Uh, but yeah, you can even go back earlier and say like that was really in interesting with free, which again also not a BL, but gestures. No, because all we've talked about this. We talked about this in one of our earlier episodes. Yeah. Sports anime isn't gay, but holy cow, is it gay? We need which, to do a sports anime episode. Oh my god, yeah. Listen, so, last summer oh, I watched nice. the I watched the I watched Blue Lock. Oh yeah. I have emotions. <laughs> I remember watching Princess Tennis uh before Death Note and just being like, This is a gay story. I still have not watched Prince of Tennis. I have watched the film and I watched a lot of the musicals. And the musicals are gay. And beautiful. A another thing that we were never getting in America were the musicals. And you needed yeah. them oftentimes. Um, so piracy it became less needed in the 2010s. And for a while, it felt like, okay, we're turning over a new leaf. It's going to be okay. You know, <laughs> Junez doing its thing. We're not going to talk about Tokyo Pop because Tokyo Pop disappeared. Tokyo Pop, Tokyo Pop was dead in this period. Tokyo Pop was dead and buried. Like, you got to appreciate that Tokyo Pop went from going, we are publishing all of our manga on the same brand. And then they were yeah. like, actually, we're going to launch this thing called Blue. We're going to publish all BL. And then yeah. all of a sudden they were dead. And you were yeah. just over here like, but my shelf, my, yeah, my titles, but, my but Tokyo Pop, please, um, <laughs> please. <laughs> it's like okay, so Tokyo Pop is dead. Does 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 that mean that Blue is dead? And then you waited a few years, and you were like, yeah, okay, I guess that that everyone's that. dead. Okay. Uh, so Jin started upping their production. You could get it in more places because you know Borders and Waldens had closed. Uh, Barnes and Nobles decided that they were going to sell BL for some reason. Um, which I don't begrudge in them for. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I know like my local comic book stores started having more and more BL because they were like, oh, those, every once in a while when, when we let women in, they'll spend money. <laughs> when, 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 they have, when they have answered the difficult questions at the door. When yeah, when they survived Legends of the Hidden Temple and then weren't <laughs> just misogynied out the door because that has also happened. We're just yeah. the Bearable, and you just fucking leave. It's like that door, you know, to the mines of Moria. You know, you have yeah. to <laughs> say the password in Elvish. 
Yes. And then they'll oh. maybe they'll let you in. I'm sure that was one of my trivia questions that I had to answer to get into a comic book shop back in yeah. the day. Uh, but, you know, they started talking. So it was easier. I felt like there was this, you know, Eden-like land where all of this stuff was available. But the older fans could still see that there was a lot that we still weren't getting. So again, like the big hole was your drama CDs, your soundtracks, musicals, and stage plays, which for a lot of these, especially BL series, hold a lot of information that is canon that you do need. Yeah, and also while again you know anime is still a thing and there aren't like in these in this period there isn't a lot of bl coming out like that is getting animated because there was like a big there was just a big hole there for a while where it was like there was nothing no between like junjo romantica and given like for years there was nothing like there was like the occasional like ova but even that was like very rare so we didn't get any animations but what what we did get which we did not get officially games visual novels yeah we never nitro plus chiral just tormenting us and us downloading you know patches to get it in english and if you didn't have the unicode installed then you got all the weird squiggles and you had to just kind of guess what was happening yep and I think what's amazing in that is, like, even as we entered this era of, like, relative feast, there were still things that you couldn't get. And I remember, like, especially, it's, like, 2010, since, like, that I was in college. And I think that was when I was, like, peak pirate. Like, I wasn't, I don't think I purchased anything legally back in those days. Uh, because, especially a lot of the stuff that I was reading was ongoing and not licensed in the yeah. U.S. Yeah. So if I wanted to keep reading Honto Yaju, which for some reason I did back then. Um, oh, Honto Yaju. Are you? Not, it's never going to end, is it? Like, the creator's just going to die. and No, but it's like, seriously though, Honto Yaju and Hidoku Shinaide are like, yeah. I remember them coming out. They were new in my Tumblr era. Yes. And you had to read Scanlations because they were not licensed by anyone. Nope. Now they are both licensed. They are still fucking ongoing. And it's just... What is happening? (laughs) It's just never going to end, right? Like, it's just... Because they've resolved all of their conflicts. Uh, And I think even in our relative era of, you know, Feast, we still had issues of, oh, the last couple volumes didn't come out or they didn't come out for a very very long time Mm. um i remember i think it was don't be cruel had that problem where like there was this massive gap in between don't be cruel coming out or katakyo private tutor there were massive gaps between like volumes like two and three coming out so if you're like on this cliffhanger of what's gonna happen to rintaro does he get the brain cell back he doesn't um (laughs) But it's gone. He's never had the brain cell. No, that is true. I do. I still love him, though. I love. I love that series. But... I don't like how awful it made Kaede. <laughs> you know, we're gonna have to do a cut the kill special. Are we? We, we keep getting. We keep coming back to it. It's like <laughs> because I think the issue that I've always had with cut the kill tangent is is that. 
Rintaro is so dim that everything that Kaede does just feels like sadomasochism. Like, everything he does is just, like, essentially bullying this neurodivergent man. And I feel bad. Like, it's not enjoyable. I haven't read it in so long. I have to reread it. I... He's just so mean to this not very bright individual. <laughs> I mean, I will s- hang on. I just have to. No, not Katakyo Hitman Reborn. No. 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 Not that one. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, Moegi Yu. Yeah, because I got into it because I really like Moegi Yu, the I author. Like I like and. That. And Moegi Yu's art, like the porny art, is really good. So, yeah. so I think that I've kind of just like blocked out a lot of the story because I just really, really love the art. So I'll have to go back and revisit it. Like it is only four volumes. I could do that in like an hour, right? You guys want us to do a Moegi Yu <laughs> episode? Let us. Know. Oh my god! But uh, there is still a lot of Moegi Yu in English, unfortunately, which makes me sad because I there's there's Don't Be Cruel. There's no, that's not Moegi Yu. That, that is not is, right. That's not that is um. Oh my god! We're old. Uh, hang on. Hidoku shinai de. What the hell? Why am I stupid? I know this. She's one of my favorites. Oh, that's Nikota Yonaz- Yonazawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I got I got too confused. But um, yeah, I really love Nikota Yonazawa as well. Also, a manga card that we probably need to talk about. But, like, but even, yeah, but even then, when we had this relative feast, there were still things that we weren't getting. We still had the drop off issue. We still had the. I think the biggest thing that I remember from those days is, like, the licensing decisions just did not make sense. And it's like, <laughs> me and all of my friends were talking about this one thing, but we couldn't find it anywhere. Mm. Um, I remember that being big, like, Antique Bakery. We're like, Antique Bakery, when it was finally released in the U.S. as an anime, which was illegal, it was massive. <laughs> and it's like, you guys could have capitalized on this, yeah. but you didn't. And to this day, it is still hard to get some of the legal versions of Antique Bakery. I remember it was on like one of those old um, Viz sales right before they started closing out and exporting their shops to Crunchyroll. Did they sell? But did they did they sell the DVDs? Like, did they publish it on DVDs? I think that there was like one special edition that huh. they did a while ago. I remember seeing it like on one of those like old Viz sales. Yeah, because I always thought it was weird because, like, I mean, I've said before, we because we, we did a whole thing on Antique Bakery. And, like, mm-hmm. the volumes, I never saw the volumes here. Like, they could have mm-hmm. sold them in some of Outland's other stores in this country, mm-hmm. but not where I live. But for the anima, like, I always thought it was weird because everyone was talking about that film that, which, you know, now we found out that we've been talking about two different live action. Yes. <laughs> but... But the at least the live action that I've seen, the Korean, the film, mm-hmm. um, everyone I knew that talked about Antique Bakery talked about that. And that film, mm-hmm. for some reason, was really popular. And all I could think is, if this film is so popular, how come they never released the anima on DVD? Like, exactly. what? Because it was so, so popular. It didn't make any so sense. So you still get these like, bewildering choices where like, even if you are doing your best, to buy this stuff legally, like I remember, you know, especially if we're talking like 2010s, Hitalia was big on that. Or like just because 
we didn't get the anime for so long. We got some <laughs> of the manga. But if you wanted the anime, you had to pirate or wait till Funimation compiled them all into a disc. That's like 52 episodes of Italia that you had to wait like a year for. Yeah. And and again, like the way that they release, and I know that they do this in Japan. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I love that Japanese you know distributors you know they still have a lot of love for physical media and they they essentially will publish everything physically however mm-hmm. they have that tradition of releasing even like a 26 episode series even a 12 episode series they will release them in like multiple volumes where there would be like two episodes per disc like mm-hmm. and then they'll release four discs and then another four discs and mm-hmm. so if you have a series that has multiple seasons like say attack on titan then you have to you know you just first you have to wait for them to compile all of the small releases into a big release and Mm -hmm. then you'll get half a season and then you know again that has to be exported from japan to the Mm -hmm. u.s it has to be subbed then it has to be redistributed to europe this takes forever this takes three years like yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> that was a good problem, which is, and then by the time you get to, you know, past the 2010s, or you're starting to get your simul pubs, and, you know, there's a million and five manga as long as it's a middle of the road isekai. <laughs> Why are there so many? As long, there's a million and five manga as long as you're super into middle of the road isekais. Um, <laughs> that there were still all these limitations and i want to dovetail that that into what is a fiscal or corporation or corporate monopoly and that is when within the same sector or space one company buys out its competition essentially and they form into increasingly larger and larger entities that are there to reduce competition um you see that a lot in like the aviation space like especially if you fly in the u.s there's like four major airliners and if you don't fly those four you're (laughs) you're not flying we have two and then we have one that is like a small like a very small company that only flies to like the remote places where no one else goes um We have that with trains here in the U.S. Where really, if you're on a train and it is an Amtrak, what fucking train are you on? Mm-hmm. Where these companies become so much larger to be able to reduce competition. And we started seeing that in the late 2010s, where a lot of anime and manga companies that were big in the U.S. started folding underneath one label. And by that time, we had already started to lose some of our old production studios, like Sunset, like Gainax. We had already started to lose some of our Oh, Gainax. That that one's still... Sunset a lot. Sunset closing hurt a lot. But we still had, you know, our occasional studio that was doing stuff. Funimation. Funimation was still, for a lot of times, this, like, rogue entity because it was run by a bunch of Texans who didn't care about anything. And that YOLO attitude was really what set Funimation apart. <laughs> well, I mean, it is. Like, that's what set Funimation apart was that it did have this very, like, Texas big dick energy of, like, we're just going to do what we want. Deal with it. Um, it's just, you know, for me, it's just, like, Funimation is, like, the biggest gatekeeper of all. 
I oh. have no relationship with Funimation apart from their gigantic fuck you to anyone who was outside of the I'm US. not. None of that is said in praise of Funimation. You guys. No, know. no. I just, you know, I just yeah. literally have no. Right. I have no experience with them because I wasn't well, allowed. <laughs> these companies started getting sold to other companies, mm. and then they all started folding into themselves. I am still, to this day, out of things that shock me the most is how Crunchyroll went from an illegal pirating site to basically owning anime and manga in the West. Maybe, I mean, considering what is happening right now, again, jumping the gun a little bit, could it be that they're playing the long con? Because they started out as a piracy site, and now they are killing the industry, and everyone's going back to piracy. Piracy. Maybe that's what they wanted all along. They were just like, oh, I was a pirate. <laughs> and is, is walk out dressed as like the One Piece crew and it's like, we're returning back to our roots. Oh well, I mean, God. they're pushing more people away because now they're going to start doing their subtitles using AI. Oh, for fuck's sake. But I so, did hear that that is also something that Japanese studios are looking into. They are. But I'm not happy about it. No. Crunchyroll. Which means that we need to return back to the old ways of fan subbing. If we are returning to the old ways of fan subbing, I have a couple of requests yes. to any fan subbers out there listening. Like, 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 yes, I'm the secretary of all fan subbers. What, what do you, what do you have to say? I want hard subs. Okay, okay, that that do not get eaten when you convert to a different format, or okay. that you know aren't incompatible with whatever player you use. Also, for the love of God. The little translator notes on top yes. of the screen in yes. a readable color. Oh, okay. No more of those tiny little black notes that nobody can see in the corner of the screen when you're trying to read a text message. Yeah, it has improved my kanji reading. I will say yeah. that. But <laughs> I'm giving this to the fan subber delegation uh, after this episode is recorded. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> delegation. Like, those were lifesavers back in the day. Like they That were. was amazing. But we're seeing that increasingly one or two companies own everything and with that there hasn't been a lot of tangible gain so typically what monopolies like to say is that oh well because we own everything you guys get more of everything no but <laughs> that is not but especially for us bl fans that has never been farther from the truth <laughs> That as increasingly one or two companies are responsible for all of the anime, for all of the music, for all of the everything, we get less and less because Yaoi and BL is still seen as this like deviant fringe thing that isn't profitable. So while it perpetuates really, really big mainstream titles, a lot of these older titles we're just not seeing. Many of them are at risk of becoming lost media entirely. Mm -hmm. um, it's getting harder and harder to find certain, like, middle of, like, I think where I struggle is it's not the old, old titles. It's not like the 70s and 80s titles. It's those, like, 2000s titles. Those are the ones that I'm most concerned about becoming lost media. Because the people that own those, me and Corolla, are never letting those go. No, they are being buried with me yes. in my pyramid when I die. Yeah. Actually, the so, pyramid is just going to be built out of BL volumes. But then they'll weather. You're going to encase them in a resin? 
No, I already told my friends that first of all, this pyramid has to be like a bunker and it has to be underground because people can't see it because then they're going to want to rob me and I don't want that. So we'll figure it out. Okay, good to know that (laughs) there there are pyramid meetings that I'm not in on. (laughs) You're too far away. You're in the wrong time zone. We'll we'll send you the details. Yeah, it's all. Send me the memo after the the meeting notes, the agenda. Um, So these monopolies, while they have been great for the occasional series, like, I mean, again, Yuri on Ice massively benefited from the monopoly stance that a lot of these things had, where you could get merch very quickly. You could get legal merch very quickly. You could get access to the stuff on Spotify, which to this day is a shocking thing for me, that you could just go to Spotify.com and listen to anime music that still shocks me i have said this before i am sticking to my itunes and i buy my music so even though even if they decide that this is going to be removed from the apple store that file has still been physically copied onto my hard drive you will rip it from my cold dead hands no licensing issue is going to take my music away from me I think like, and I especially think about that when it comes to like us older fans where we are so big into that, but we're also hoarding dragons. Yeah. Where but there's a reason for it. We're getting there. Yeah. Um, actually, we're getting there now. So okay. <laughs> mono- I, I read the outline. So monopolies <laughs> became a huge problem where one or two companies became the sole arbiters of things. And we're seeing that now with the rise of streaming and the death of physical media Mm. um there's been so i remember when streaming first really started getting pitched that it was like this massive you know encyclopedia britannica of all media everywhere and you can use it to find anything and it's always there uh forever and you never have to work (laughs) can i set this up yes Oh, this is angry. Sorry, I'm so angry. I'm so angry. Like, in theory, you should be able to always go to Netflix and find all of these things. And that was very, very quickly proven to be not true. Oh. I never (laughs) believed in them. I, no. Well, older fans never believed in it. But that was how it was pitched. And then increasingly, we started to realize that streaming and subscriptions we're not the way to go. We saw this with the Manga Planet Futakia merger, where a bunch of titles just <clears throat> went away. But and, and yes, I mean, in part, the the Futakia uh, manga manga planet thing was a positive thing, right? Because before they were owned by the same they're owned by the same company, but it was separate. So if you wanted to read non BL titles, you needed another subscription. Now you can yeah. read. So, like, I can read, uh, I don't know. Corolla struggles to think of a non-yaoi manga. <laughs> I don't know. What is Ginga Nagara Bushigin? I was very excited. Okay. Ginga Nagara Bushigin was translated and licensed in English until I realized I would have to pay for another service. And now I can read it on my Futakia uh, sub. But But they are also, like, every so often there is an email, you know, coming into my inbox and it's like these titles will disappear this month and that is happening you know on all of my sub services it's like because licenses 
yeah, and those license negotiations, streaming. I mean, it was always it was always a false god. Streaming was never going to save us. We can say that now in hindsight, but when streaming and subscriptions were first pitched, it sounded like exactly what especially BL fans needed. It was a way to give someone money to have access to this stuff forever. Because again, us older generation, we're hoarding dragons. We are never letting go of our old stuff. It's not happening. Mm -hmm. But we're starting to see now that these that you no longer own what you are subscribed to. We saw that with the Discovery Catalog leaving the PSN network. We've Ubisoft. Seen that, we've seen that with Ubisoft. You no longer own the games that you play. You own the subscription to be able to access the game. If that ever lapses, you lose your game. We're seeing this dismantling of ownership while we're mm -hmm. also seeing the death of physical media. Best yeah. Buy no longer sells DVDs. Uh, there are now entire movies and series, and we've always had a lost media problem in the West, especially. Mm -hmm. So I'm not here to talk about lost media. Like this is a recent problem, but we saw that a lot with animation, where we're just losing key pieces of animation, yeah. and no one has access to it anymore. And a lot of it is stuff that was once free. This is not BL, but I think it's indicative of the problem. Something like Sesame Street. Mm -hmm. Sesame Street was meant to be free education for people that's mm -hmm. what it was designed to be it's behind a paywall now yeah that's the literal antithesis of what the show is supposed yeah, to be yeah and, and you know and that 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 has been uh that you know that has transformed over you know across the borders because you know again we have our own version uh of sesame street we have sesame Street, uh where you know we borrowed some of the sesame street characters but we had our own concept and that too, because that license mm -hmm. partially belongs to American Sesame Street. So mm -hmm. when you go to NRK, which is, you know, the national broadcaster here now, there are mm -hmm. only a handful of episodes from my childhood and from my sister's childhood. Like this show aired throughout, you know, the 80s and into the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And there's only a handful of episodes that are available because when it went behind a paywall in the U.S., that also meant that they lost the license in Norway to our version. So this isn't, you know, the, it, 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 because multiple, multiple companies hold licenses. Mm -hmm. So this kind of, you know, it carries on onto other mm -hmm. platforms and other media and other countries. And it's a whole mm -hmm. thing. Absolutely. And it's, and it's concerning to see that happen um that you know you no longer own your media like i realize so like i'm usually pretty big on buying dvds because yeah. i like having physical media but i realized that where like i think it was like it was a superhero movie that i wanted to watch and it's like oh i don't own this mm. and if this wasn't on disney plus i wouldn't have access to this and that yeah. was kind of and it's a movie that i watch regularly and that was mm -hmm. scary like so for us bl fans who have never really had a lot of access to mm -hmm. anime to know that it's increasingly put behind these walls that are increasingly expensive that do not hold titles the way that they used to and now it's harder and harder and harder to get this stuff in a physical format yeah and i think the biggest place that i'm seeing it is you know these older again it's those, it's those older titles that 
you know, I love that we're getting, you know, anniversary editions of like, Gravitation. That makes me so happy. Yeah, I'm so excited. We're not going to talk about that. I'm like... gonna, but there were but there were other titles that aren't Gravitation mm-hmm. that no one is going to be able to access within a few years. Yeah, and and it's and it's you know and it's other stuff too. Like, um, what is the name of that? Uh, publishing agency i can't remember the name of the publisher but there is a you know um fantasista books or something who have been licensing and translating you know motohagio so they did the poe clan and they did heart of tama and Mm -hmm. these are these massive massive beautiful hardback editions Mm -hmm. but they were so limited so even though they came out years ago they are already unavailable and, you know, like you said, obviously the mid-2000s titles are the ones that are kind of like, or the early 2000s titles are the ones that are kind of like in limbo here because, you know, right. not all of them were great. And they weren't like, you know, like legendary. Like, I, I, I'm i sure that, you know, they will re-release Motohagio's works and maybe yeah. I will forever, please, someone, someone give mm-hmm. us Kino Uta. Like, can we, Kino Uta did have an ova, by the way, <laughs> which also has never been released officially. In, but, in, I think, in but I think that's a great place to talk about, especially in like that piracy dovetail, is the like seventy percent there series, so, like gravitation. Those those ovas were so hard to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they were. Thank fucking god, they were included in the in the new Blu-ray. They were. Of gravitation. They well, when did them- that come out? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. A few years ago. Okay, so in that entire span, <laughs> from inception to a few years ago. Yeah. How are you getting those ovas? Well, I own them. <laughs> No, but then that's the thing. And I think, you know, and I think that because we are, again, ancient, um, I am the VCR generation, proudly. I I grew up, I grew up taping things off the TV. And here's the thing. If you are, if you are a younger person listening or even, you know, just someone our age who just didn't know this because I was, I fell down this rabbit hole last fall where I was listening to this, the whole debacle about, um, when they invented the, the rating system on VHS tapes in mm-hmm. Sweden because of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was fantastic. Yeah. Wonderful uh, radio documentary I was listening to for a whole week. But um, the reason why we got VHS tapes in the first place was like the whole point of the VCR was to mm-hmm. tape things. And then they realized that that made a market for home video. So then they started doing video rentals. But the whole point initially was mm-hmm. to tape things so that you could watch it again later. Like yes. I grew up with the like the, the the idea of taping and saving and downloading and hoarding is ingrained in my DNA because yes. I knew that if I didn't tape that episode, if I didn't download that, that would be missing. Like I would never find it again. So I right. I would do that. And we have seen examples. Again, this isn't BL, but like it 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 still applies. Like people who have these things have repeatedly saved lost media like there was a story that broke here a few years ago 
or I mean, it didn't bro break. It was news to me. They've probably written mm -hmm. about it multiple times over the over the ages. But there was an article about how a lot of media um, in the archives, like the NRK archives, were mm -hmm. being, you know, uh, were destroyed because they weren't, you know, old. Uh, and mm -hmm. and that back in the day, they had they would reuse the same like the same film for the broadcast they didn't have like they didn't just they just basically taped over their own broadcasts yes. and they taped by accident they had the national broadcaster taped over the broadcast of the moon landing <laughs> and they had to go out in the media and be like if there is anyone anyone's grandparents yes who, <laughs> and they had to reach out to the public because they yes. lost it forever this is why we do this right i mean and there's and this is true for all media but we're keeping in the bl space because we are the yaoi shelf but there's entire manga that is like that is never coming to the u.s we are never getting this and it's not happening so we see with this death of physical media and the rise of you don't own anything that many of us have had to return to our past. Yeah. And I know we've talked about this a lot, almost seeing piracy as a means of radical objection mm -hmm. to corporate monopoly mm -hmm. that I don't want to give Crunchyroll my money. I don't want to give Funimation my money. I don't well, want to give, give Funimation. Funimation well, I can't give Funimation anymore. my money anymore because they don't exist. Um, but I don't want to give some of these bigger companies my money. You know, we talked about this when it was when we talk about like pure teens and stuff like that. That is like, oh, we're getting mad at fictional characters. Let's get mad at the companies that support actual abusers. Let's yeah. get mad at these. Let's get mad at these companies that work with real human abusers. Mm-hmm. And many people are seeing piracy as a means to do that. Now, we may have made piracy sound like it's great and glamorous and sexy. <laughs> I, yeah, no. It, it's necessary sometimes. I it think. is necessary sometimes. But I want to talk about when piracy isn't okay and some of the negatives before we talk about the limitations of being outside the u.s because i haven't forgotten <laughs> it's okay a, a big thing about piracy is that it denies the original intellectual property owner of its money now that is an issue that has happened all across media industries with licensing where you know these famous manga can't get pennies on the dollar yeah for their incredibly famous and important works which is why so many of them are still working to this day mm -hmm. it's because they can't just fuck off and retire and be like i made this once and then disappear yeah because of all these licensing deals and, yeah and i think you know just as you know tacking on to that like i think there are a lot of people who aren't aware that you know even when you buy, like, you know, you buy a service from Crunchyroll or you buy mm -hmm. physical media that has been licensed and released in the U.S., in the West, mm -hmm. when that license is sold to the U.S. or to the U.K. or whatever, you know, like the, the Western publishers, mm -hmm. they are the ones who get the money. The animators and the mangaka don't really see that money. Like, right. if you want to support the Japanese creators, you have to buy merch 
and Japan. stuff in Japan. You have to support yeah. the Japanese license because the Western license just supports the Western companies. Exactly. So we're part of the most part. There are there are you know always exceptions to every rule, but as a general yes. rule, that is how it works. So here's where I hardline things that I won't pirate. I won't pirate web comics. Mm. Those, whether it's Lezen or it's Tapas or whatever, just go, just go read your comics at a legal place or the direct website. Many of these comics have direct websites, especially your BL comics. Yeah. Um, I'm currently reading River Street, which is done by the creator that did Aviale. Uh, just go to that website. If you don't yeah, like Lezen or Tapas or anything like that, most of these do have their own hosted websites that usually earn their money through ads and merch. Go there. Yeah, um, and a lot of the creators who are on these sites, mm -hmm. you know, are just like us. You know, they're small yes. creators. They also have their own websites. You can they read do. it. You know, you don't want to support them through, you know, Webtoons or Tapas because you don't like the site. You can always find the, the artist's official works at their yeah. site and support you them can. directly. And then I think the model that older fans did set up, which was like ethical piracy, that I'm going to pirate until I can find this. Mm. That until I can get a hold of this physically, I will pirate it. Yeah. And I think that's the banner that most of our generation of pirates were under, is that I'm only pirating because I don't have access to this. But the minute that I can find it, I am going to pay for it. In the ways that I can. Yeah. And when, you know, and like, and that's the thing, because I will pay for these things, you know, multiple times over because I will buy mm -hmm. multiple editions. But that is not the same as I have purchased this on three different streaming sites and I have lost access to it. And now I have to buy it again from a third site. Like that is not the same. Right. If I buy three different editions of this DVD because I want all different editions, that is yes. different. Because I yes. get... And I get to keep them physically yes. on my shelf. And I think the other big part of that is, so I know I do this because a lot of my stuff comes from the secondhand market. No one taking money off of that. No one is making money by the time I've purchased the same volume from half price books 13 times. <laughs> That's not helping. It's, not, it's helping half price books, which is a great uh, store and company, Texas native. Uh, but... <laughs> But no one is making money off of that anymore. No. Um, so it's understanding that ethical piracy. It's understanding that there are some things that, like, there is no reason to pirate given unless you just want to be petty and don't want control to have money. Which, I'm not going to tell you, you are unentitled to those feelings. But, you know, if you're pirating the popular stuff, there's not really a reason to do that or if you just want to be ahead like i know a lot of my hero academia fans have that problem where japan is leaps and bounds ahead of where we are in the west uh and sometimes you just want the series to end <laughs> i do i'm you sitting have here huh do you have emotions I feel bad because I am sitting here with popcorn watching this shit burn. I don't, you know, I'm trying to stay away because I'm not reading. And yeah, and I'm surrounded by people that don't know. 
So I feel like I'm just sitting here with all this popcorn, just waiting for that message like I got when Toyo Todoroki was revealed. Where it's like, what? No, but you don't understand. I am so afraid because I, you, because you know what I am retweeting and I'm, I am following so all of these Minitama accounts and I am I so afraid. I, I don't know. So I don't excited if we because I'm going to get Dobby dance messages times 50 <gasps> and I can't wait. No, it's going to happen. I am and so I just, scared I just, I just about sit that. here. I just sit here with my buckets of popcorn and just wait. Oh my god! I don't. I hate it. I, I am so afraid. I, I live I <laughs> every day. Like I, and the thing every is, I day. do. I, I do have access. I can just go on one of these many apps that I'm subscribed to and read it. I am just yeah. very afraid, and I don't want to do every it. Day, I also don't my, have time. Every day, my spite grows stronger. Yeah. And <laughs> And I just, I can't wait. I can't oh. wait. That Dobby dance message that I got was one of the best messages <laughs> that I've ever received from Corolla because my absolute nothing of a reaction of being like, how did you not see this coming a mile away? I was so fucking stupid. And I was like, I was, <sighs> I was dying. Like that was literally the first thing I did was just message. <laughs> literally the first thing that just you did screaming message me just screeching <laughs> about dobby dance and, and you were so calm about i was so calm and so smug because i knew and i can't <laughs> wait i can't wait i can't wait for you to watch everything you know and love crumble to ash i don't, I don't no i don't want I'm it so excited See, now you completely derailed my brain i had a thought and now all i can think about is a terror and fear and but, but it's, we're gonna it's, we're gonna wrap though. up on the limitations of being outside of the u.s which is something that curl has been excited to talk about since uh she joined the show because it's very easy for us to say here in the u.s that we have limitations and i'm not saying we don't there is no part of me that is diminishing the struggle that American fans have had. What I am saying <laughs> is that it is nothing in comparison to the struggle that fans outside of the U.S. go through. So, Carlo, would you like to step on your soapbox? I talk mean, about how hard it is. It, it, it is, for me now, it is a lot better. Like, well, yes, you know speaking from the Norwegian perspective like I, I I've touched upon it earlier in the episode I mentioned it before about how you know we didn't have anything okay mm -hmm. and and a lot of these like even when streaming started becoming available mm -hmm. we didn't have these services like mm -hmm. we didn't have access to Netflix like you know you had there were all of these like things in the news it was like oh Netflix is coming to Norway you know and then it would be like some arbitrary date and and you know but before that again we had a very limited we had very limited means there were very mm -hmm. few uh stores that would sell manga even less manga that would be bl forget mm -hmm. about anima like again i have told the psalm story about when i was watching karekano throughout my teens there are 25 episodes that mm -hmm. were released over five dvds that I collected over the course of four years, because that's how mm -hmm. long it took to get a series of 25 episodes to Norway, mm -hmm. right? And, and so 
and then you know you have regional blocks like we yep. had you know you have region restrictions and before that would be you know there was always that horror of going out and buying an anima dvd because that was what you did especially for mm -hmm. me because we didn't have any internet at my house like mm -hmm. yeah we had dial-up so i wasn't allowed <laughs> well i couldn't download anything either and i had to buy dvds and then mm -hmm. you'd bring them home and you couldn't watch them because they were region blocked and then you had to get you know some way to you know either get a region free dvd player or you had to get like a a, a region swapper for your playstation or whatever yep. and i still have that and I love it, except now my PlayStation 2 doesn't want to communicate with the receiver, so I can't watch any of my region block DVDs at the moment uh, because there's an adapter missing. Um, and and you know you know there were things like that, but then mm -hmm. when you know this new age came along, there's you know things like you know like how we've never had access to Funimation, yeah, because they have blocked they have blocked us, and like even if you use a VPN. Mm -hmm. A lot of these sites that were region blocked, that were like US specific, or mm -hmm. um, like I use a lot of Japanese streaming services. I have found some way to use my Japanese Amazon Pay so that I can get like Fuji on demand and things, and I'll have it on mm -hmm. and off across the year so I can watch random things because I, at least I understand enough Japanese that I can mm -hmm. do that. But that also requires that site to take an international credit or debit card. You know, you need to you need you know you need to be able to access a VPN, um, and and for you know other people who live in countries like again talking about licensing and coming mm -hmm. back to uh, you know something that we've touched about in a lot of our panels that I have friends who live in you know for instance Indonesia where BL isn't legal you can't mm -hmm. buy physical volumes and even if you order it from abroad they check it at the customs and right. they will they will prohibit you from getting your mail because it is phys like physical copies are illegal because right. the content is illegal and then you have right. to pirate no i do remember um so when i got so i didn't buy a lot of manga or anime when i was in japan because it's like i know my japanese isn't that good i'm not gonna waste money on this stuff uh because it's gonna sit there and collect dust but my <laughs> friends did and like they bought figures as well and like none of them were like super pornographic but, like i remember like them like having to go through customs in the u.s and be like so uh you want to talk about this plastic figurine and it's like no i every time i leave japan like i don't typically buy a lot of manga in japan i think mm -hmm. the last time i went um i bought like a like a collection of something at like mandarake or something that was like mm -hmm. a High volumes that were collected but i typically i buy a lot of doujins which you know i then proceed to uh not read because it takes me half an hour to get through one page because i am so bad at reading <laughs> like, but i i buy a lot of doujins and i know mm -hmm. that there is a rule about exporting pornography out yes. of japan and yes. i every single time i go through customs on my way back from japan like when i go through the japanese customs with all mm -hmm. like uh, like this the pile of dojin is this thick and it's in my hand luggage and i'm like this is the time they just they are going to fucking arrest me but my biggest yes. issue is what if they take it because i went like the last time i went i mean i know i bought a lot of dojins 
like I bought a lot of doujins but I had one in particular that I was like there was this one banana fish doujin which you know comes back to the I will pirate until I can buy yes because I I I want to support even though a lot of the doujins you buy second hand because like mandarake mm-hmm. is typically second hand right but but I don't like pirating doujin because mm-hmm. those are small creators those are independent artists um but I also like reading translations. Mm-hmm. So I will, if I find doujins that I really, really love, I will hunt them down and buy them mm-hmm. either online or when I go to Japan. And there was this one banana fish doujin that I <laughs> had my site set on. And I found it at K-Books along with a bunch of others that I mm-hmm. technically didn't have to buy. But like clearly I am just one weak person. And I... <laughs> But I was so afraid. I was like, if this is the time they're going to confiscate my doujin, you don't understand what I had to go through to get this banana fish doujin. Please don't arrest me and take my doujins away from me. Right. Uh, and like, air is real. <laughs> but it's amazing to think that, like, yeah, like for so many people outside of the US, when we say piracy is the only option, piracy is the only option. Piracy is there the truly only option. is no other option. And I think, you know, again, like, it doesn't make sense to me to pirate things that are popular. There's there's no reason for me to pirate, like, like Sasaki and Miyano. There's no reason for me to pirate that. There's no reason for me to pirate... But you also and- don't like Sasaki and Miyano. I mean, <laughs> I, I just would not watch these series. But there's... <laughs> I mean, that helps, doesn't it? Yeah, that... Honestly, I think so much of my like not piracy recently is just like I'm just not interested. Yeah. No, but like for me, like I'm not, you know, I will not confirm or deny what I do with my computer access. Um, but again, I am a hoarder. I do yeah. not trust. So like even when I have even when I have access to things, like and mm-hmm. I have a lot of subscriptions to a mm-hmm. lot of streaming services and I I thank Actually, I don't want to say it too loudly because then the forces of nature will hear me and they will kill me. But a lot of the, the a lot of the Asian streaming services in particular are mm-hmm. pretty affordable compared mm-hmm. to. I mean, I did hear that uh, Crunchyroll is now doubling their prices after their acquisition of Funimation. Uh, yay for everybody! Um, but pay more to get less. Woo! I love that for us. That Isn't is that always, great. Yeah, that is that is. We are living in the future. But yeah, like a lot of these services are relatively affordable. But mm-hmm. I live in constant fear that things are just immediately going to disappear. So what I do do a lot of the time is that I pay for stuff and I will mm-hmm. watch it on the legal site, but I will have a backup. And yeah. sometimes that backup is a DVD box set because I like buying them if I can. But if there is no box set, well, I'm not going to say that I'm not going to download that show and keep it on a hard drive just in case. Right. And, you know, again, like as a lot of things, <laughs> we, wouldn't, we wouldn't do well in prison. Um, but for a lot of us, this was the only way. There, there are no legal avenues to get some of this material so piracy has been enshrined as a necessary part of the fujin experience really since its inception um in our live we're going to spend some time talking about the economics 
And we're also going to talk about the licensing journey because I realize as we talked about it, we're taking for granted that people understand what that licensing journey looks like. Mm -hmm. So in our live, we're going to talk more about the licensing journey and the economics of piracy because one other big reason why, especially like when I think about the eras where I was pirating the most, it was when I physically couldn't afford to keep up yeah. with what was out there. It, piracy was, as the pirates of old, was a response to economic disenfranchisement. Mm. It, and yeah. Yes. No, I just had a thought and I had it earlier. It disappeared when we were talking about gravitation. <laughs> but, but you know... Um, go like going off of that as well like because we we talked a little bit about the economy earlier like mm -hmm. one thing is that you know disenfranchised um customers and a lot of people are young right mm -hmm. and even now young people you know aren't made of money like their parents are paying mm -hmm. for their streaming sites and with things being divided into so many different services like even you know even if Crunchyroll is running around eating up all of these other distributors Netflix mm -hmm. still has a bunch of anime like even mm -hmm. Disney Plus has some and especially like maybe as a, as a younger person you don't have all of these streaming services you can't you know and we are living in a recession like we are in an yeah. economic people cannot and it's like it's not like it's a human right to watch every single show that comes out but like they are making it so hard to watch a lot of things legally especially when it's like oh account sharing isn't legal mm -hmm. and you know all of these well, things and we talked about this when we talked about halls and hall culture that so much of modern Fujin experience is the clout game. It is the well. I've watched every episode of this, and I have all of this. And when you know, back back in our day, you know, the fact that you owned a volume of Yaoi was enough to be <laughs> an experienced Fujoshi. Yeah, but I mean, at least in that aspect, the Fujin. Um, I mean, in the manga aspect, that is a whole different rodeo. It is. But in the anima aspect. It doesn't really take a lot to be a Fujin and say, I have watched every single BL yeah, it, on the yeah, show. It's not a high summit to, to climb. It's like, excuse me, I had seen most of those by 2007, and then there was a big gap, and now yes. I've seen all the newer ones. <laughs> yes, and then you, you, you put everything from Loveless deep into the, re the recesses of your mind. I love Loveless. Shut up. No. Yes. I will not shut up about Loveless. I love... I, I mean, I will neither, but for different reasons. Is that going to be our Halloween costume this year? Oh my god! <laughs> that would be amazing. Spoiler, neither of us have ears. <laughs> who would Spoiler. you be? Who huh? do you want to be? Who, who I don't want to be anyone! I hate that! I don't want to be anyone! If you had to be a loveless character, same. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'll be Ritsuka then. Or you yeah. want me to be the brother? <laughs> Gross. I don't like this. I, I regret. I regret what I said. I don't like. This. No. I don't like. You heard it here first, folks. No. 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 Retract. Pull back. What I said. This is hell. I don't want to do I it. could also do Kyo because I always shipped Sobi and Kyo. Kyo really wanted Sobi. Oh my god. Everyone wanted Sobi. That was the problem. Yes. 
and he only wanted one person. Well, he wanted two people. But yeah. really, he wanted one person. At least one of, at least one of those people were... Um... We're not, we're not, this is not the Loveless cast. No, we're not doing that. This is not the <laughs> Loveless self. No. Oh not my god. I am excited. I Shut up. I can't wait to put this out of context. It's gonna be... No. <laughs> Just like the worst ADR. Welcome to the Loveless Show. <laughs> Kill me. Um, no. No. Oh Leave my a comment below if you want us to cosplay from Loveless. No. That is off the table. I'm, throws everything off. That is off the table. Last year, you made massive sacrifices when you read Omegaverse for the patrons. This year, <laughs> your atonement is going to be Loveless cosplay. Oh, so I hurt more. <laughs> what kind of backwards Catholicism are you making me go through again? I don't know. It Where makes you sense. sacrifice and then you keep sacrificing? Is this Opus Day? <laughs> yes. Catholic hot takes from Amanda. Welcome. Which reminds me, you know, there are two. No, no, no. no but just like uh, as a side note, it, going back to BLs that never get like licensed or really hard to get. You know the there's a there's this one I have now forgotten the full title something about Rumspringer that is literally yes. about a Amish like that yes. one I really want to own that and also Agnes Day Lamb of God like someone <laughs> it is mildly disturbing I love it uh, Corolla no we're not we, and we, we would not know about those if it wasn't for our soldiers at the front yep. And uh, we greatly appreciate you. Uh, oh my goodness. So I've had a great time talking about piracy. <laughs> yes. Did you not? I did. I did. Like, have you have you not enjoyed talking about piracy? I love walking down memory lane and also wallowing in the pain that is the present. I also realized that this is, I mean, I didn't realize it now, but as mm -hmm. an adult, it makes sense to me that there is always a point in every every game of Monopoly, the, the mm. board game, where someone just fucking loses it and all hell breaks loose. This. This is precisely why. And you don't realize that as a child. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Are you good? No. <laughs> uh, next no, our Patreon episode where we just play Monopoly. Oh my god. That would be so weird because you know we probably played very different versions of Monopoly, like the streets and everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, we would not... just play like we just like the Sanrio Monopoly. We just like the Hello Kitty Monopoly online. I am actually very bad at Monopoly because I can't fucking count. <laughs> I'm ruthlessly good at Monopoly. I used to be really spoiled. I was like I had a rule that I had to buy the two most expensive streets or I wouldn't play. If you guys think that debate and politician Amanda are insufferable, <laughs> Monopoly Amanda is the worst out oh. of all. If you think politician Amanda is just an insufferable nightmare, Monopoly Amanda is a, is a horrifying demon. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Ah! ah. Uh. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Thank this you. Is where we thank our patrons and we will do so by thanking Jamie, Jay, Amora Blue ooh, I think this is Dobie80 
Koval, Lauren, Persona Gnome Groton, which is still my favorite name, Ren, Sue, Wesley, Lucy, and Nabila. Thank you all so much Thank for supporting you. the show. Uh, we greatly appreciate you. You guys will get your exclusive episode um, in a couple of weeks. We also have, I think we have some pretty interesting collab stuff going on this month and next month. Yeah, yeah, we do. To announce as we get a little bit closer to the date. Um, we have some yeah, homework. <laughs> Amanda is thrilled. What Corolla means to say is Amanda has homework and she's procrastinating. I also am procrastinating because I don't think I've finished it. I can't remember. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, what Corolla is doing is taunting me because we have homework and no, you are not in this. <laughs> never, you know. But no, look at me. Absolutely so not. Cute. No. You love me. Shut up. I do not affirm or deny that statement that is being made. <laughs> I tolerate your presence. Yes, I, I mean, fair. Uh, so thank That's you so much for our questions. Uh, we are all over the social internet, including Instagram and Twitter and Blue Sky, which is now open to the public. We yes. even have our own 18 plus Discord that you are welcome to join that will be in Yield Comments. And your engagement really helps us out a lot. So Feel free to leave a comment, a like, a share. We love the conversations that we get to have at the end of every episode. And remember, the conversation never truly stops. We have had so much fun talking about, you know, these topics that I feel like we've always needed to this season. This season really has been necessary conversations. Mm. Yeah, uh, that is like hashtag necessary conversations with the Always Help. That is yeah. this whole season. Which we break next month. <laughs> well you don't think that is a necessary conversation is amanda suffering a necessary conversation uh i will also be suffering with you though on a slightly different level welcome to spring everyone's suffering curl what are we covering next month we are going to talk about the the <laughs> the life and times of being an asumiko nakamura fan and the and the roller coaster ride that is uh, reading her manga I just, I'm so, out of all the mangaka that, like, <laughs> do it all, Asumika Nakamura is just, like, how do you go from classmates <laughs> to double myths? No, but it's, like, it's literally Nakamura Asumiko and Shundei. Right? Yes. Because yes. everyone was, like, Gambaro Nakamura, and then... That other one, the, 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 what is the name of it? Like something, heart something. It's such a roller coaster. And we've talked about their work a lot, uh, mostly in the form of me having a war <laughs> flashback. Uh, so, yeah. Like, I, yes. I have a lot of homework because I haven't read as much of her stuff as you do or as you have i have i have read double mints i have read um what is the other really traumatizing one that isn't jane osubete no i ha i haven't read all of jane osubete i'll have to i'll have to go back and see yeah and yeah so i have some homework because unlike you because you've read it you've read it several times over right i have yeah and i have like read and i've read most of 
and Nakamura Sensei stuff like more recently. So I don't have that. I don't have that deep setting trauma in me that <laughs> you have. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt myself uh, vigorously over the next month. Yeah, we have a lot of homework to do. We have some really, really exciting collaborations coming down the pipeline, and I am uh, happy to be on this journey with Corolla. Yay! Friends yep. suffer together. <laughs> the the Fusion friend experience. It's mostly just suffering. It's mostly just it's just you know screaming at each other in various capacities. Yeah, I'm excited for the Jano Subete text that I get in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That, I, yeah. I, I will say that I am excited for the Jano Subete text that I get because I'm gonna it's 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 gonna be like the Dobby dance one but more incoherent. But I think I mean Jano Subete is differently because different because I have read at least parts of it and because we've talked about it a lot. The Dobby thing for me came out of nowhere and I was <laughs> it was like a user to Hanya triple axel out of nowhere. I was like, what you, the fuck? How dare yes, you. I did. Listen. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no. Worlds is coming, Amanda. Where Corolla will once again complain about being up all hours of the night completely of her own volition. Y yes. Where is Worlds? Oh, no, it's in Canada, isn't it? Fuck. Yeah, that's, it's going to be fun for everyone involved. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. We had a great Thank time you. talking about piracy. And we will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>